Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. So to get us started today, I want to start because it's family service today. We're going to start with a game because why not, right? Let's start with a game. All right, so here's the game. All right, so uh, kids, this includes you too, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to start thinking about, before we get too far into, deep into the game, I want you to start thinking about uh, things in life that we need every day, okay? What are some things in life that we need every day? And I want you to just shout them out. Ready? Go. What are some things we need every day? What? Sleep. Coffee, amen to that. Coffee, amen. Family, love, Chipotle burritos. No, oh, oh, okay. Those kind of things. All right, what else? What? A restaurant? Just, you need to own a restaurant? Okay, he needs to own a restaurant every day. All right, what else? Purpose, great. Those are all good. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, just because you participated, everybody give the person next to you a high five. Ready, go. Everybody get a high five? Great, great job, great job, great job. Okay, so I started thinking this week, uh, that's why we did that, start thinking about things that in our lives that we need every day. Some of them you already mentioned. Uh, this is the first one I thought of was food, right? Um, and uh, I know that picture might, because it's getting close to lunch, so it's probably making some of you a little hungry in here this morning. Uh, just so you know, by the way, just in case you're wondering, each one of those M&Ms is uh, 11 calories. So just in case you were wondering, those kind of things. Second thing I thought of about things we need every day is this, sleep, right? Uh, yeah, I thought that picture was kind of cute, and I thought that, int- that was an interesting picture with the eye open. Um, we need sleep every day, and most of us probably need more sleep than we're actually getting every day, right? We all could use more sleep in our lives. I was actually thinking, uh, how, did anybody's power go out in the last couple of days? Yeah, our power went out, and so Friday night, uh, Lee and I are so conditioned in our lives that we have to have noise when we sleep. Uh, I slept horribly Friday night because I couldn't, but I couldn't shut my mind off. It was one of those things where I was even laying, I lay flat on the mattress sometimes when I try to sleep, and I could actually hear the springs in the mattress moving. I was like, it was, a, it was like, uh, it's so bad. Uh, but we need sleep, right? We need sleep. And even if we're getting less sleep, we absolutely need more sleep in our lives, right? Than most of us are getting. Uh, second thing, third thing I thought of was this, a shower. Now, some of you are going, I don't know, man. And you're like, uh, you need a shower every day, by the way. Just so, just so you know, need a shower every day. Okay, I just thought that picture was kind of cute as well. Um, I don't know if anybody mentioned this one or not, but uh, I thought about clothes, right? It's important to have clothes, right? It's, it's probably a good thing to, you know. Uh, and I don't know what it is about teenagers these days, but they don't, like, uh, go outside in the wintertime with coats on. Teenagers, in the, please wear a coat in the winter. Like, your parents don't want to make, you see, they even shaking their heads no. All right, uh, clothes. Uh, the next one, water. Right? We, we need water every day. This is something I'm not very good at. Uh, that's probably why I got a side cramp during the first uh, song, because I'm not drinking enough water. I only drink coffee and pop, um, those kind of things. So uh, we need water. And then, of course, air, right? We need air. We need to breathe, right? We need air. Now, all those things and everything you all mentioned and screamed out and all that kind of stuff, those are things that we need every day. Food, sleep, water, air to breathe, okay? And I start with that today because I want to suggest something that I think should be on that list. Something that really, we really do need every day. And that is this, the Bible. Ta-da, the Bible. Ever heard of it? Anybody ever heard of the Bible? Right? Yeah, of course. Most of us have heard of the Bible, right? Uh, because uh, it's, it's, the, it's the holy word of God, God's word, those kind of things. And, and we've heard of it because really the Bible is world-renowned. 
right? It is famous, the Bible. I did a little research this week. Did you know that the Bible is the number one best-selling book of all time? According to Guinness World Records, the Bible is, is the best-selling book of all time with an estimated, listen to this, five billion copies sold and distributed around the world. So that's huge. That's a lot of Bibles, which tells me, right, that there's at least uh, a bunch of people understand at least the concept of the Bible might be something they need every day. Now, whether they read it or not, okay, is a different story, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, okay? The Bible is world-renowned. There are even, right, and many of you know this, there are even songs about the Bible, aren't there? There are songs, right? And so I happen to bring one with me today, all right? So we have a video that we're going to watch, and I want you to sing along if you know it, okay? All right, this is my buddy, my buddy robot friend here. All right, kids, if you know this one, you can sing along, okay? Let's stand up here like, you can dance a little bit if you want to. All right, here it comes. Ready? B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book Come on, for sing. Me. Let me hear it. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. We're going to do it a second time. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Bible. See, some of you guys were Sunday schools. Yes. Yes. Makes me so happy. Right? All right, so now mostly that was just because I wanted to be a little nostalgic, you know, those kind of things. I did learn that in Sunday school back when I was a wee little lad. Um, But the point I'm trying to get at today is that this book is important. The Bible is important. It's world-renowned. There's songs about it, and it's important. But it's, it's not important just because people think it's important. It's important because it's way more than just a book. Some of you have probably heard uh, different, the Bible described in different things. Uh, I, I've heard, um, maybe you've heard of this, that the Bible is God's love letter to us. You ever heard that? God's love letter to us. I found a scripture, 1 Peter 1.25 says, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Talking about how famous the Bible is, right? It remains forever. And then here it is. Uh, and then, uh, and, and you can actually read this with me. Read this with me. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Folks, the Bible is not just a book. It is the good news about how much God loves you, how much God loves me, how much he wants you to be part of who he is and come to know his son, Jesus, who died on a cross, a painful death, because he loved you that much. It is God's love letter to us to that we can then learn how to, that God is the one, Jesus is the one who washes us of our sin and the negative things that we do in our lives. It is good news. So I've heard of it referred to as God's love letter. I've also heard of it reviewed, uh, uh, referred to as God's instruction manual. Have you ever heard God's instruction manual? Okay, Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So the Bible, folks, it is chocked full of things that we should be doing in our lives, things that we should be chasing after, things that we should be really implementing in our lives, as well as things that we ought to be avoiding in our lives so that we can actually be all that God wants us to be and walk in his ways. It shows us that it lights up the path of what to do and what not to do, where to go, and it guides us in our life. And so kids, I want you to do something for me, okay? Uh, if you haven't heard anything else I've said, pay attention, right, kids? All right, here's what I want you to do. See this picture of this lamp right here? Okay, I, there's a spot on your handout that you got specifically on your clipboard that gives you a place to draw something. I want you to draw on that, on that paper a lamp, just like that, Okay. It doesn't have to look exactly like, but something like that, okay? So that you can remember when you leave here today, all right, kids, that 
God's word is a lamp to our feet. It guides us. It tells us what to do and what not to do, okay? So you can do that, okay? So all those, both those things, right? The, the love letter uh, and, and the fact that the, uh, the instruction manual, I can get on board with both of those things in the, in the, that describe the Bible. But the one that I love the most, the one that I've heard referred to that I love the most is that it's God's voice to us. That it's God's voice to us. Another scripture, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So folks, this is not just a book of black ink on white pages. This is not just uh, words on a, on a tablet or, or an iPhone. It is the living, breathing voice of God. How cool is that? And so we, if it's the living, breathing voice of God, folks, we need that every day. You and I need the voice of God in our lives every single day. There's actually scripture that says, apart from God, we can do, and if you know it, say nothing. We can do nothing without, we need him every single day. We're actually told to read this book to get there. Okay, Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it. That means kind of study it. Okay, study it day and night so that you will be careful to do everything written in it. And so we're told, even commanded, that we need to read it every day. It's something we should do every day. But here's the sad part. Very few people read the Bible today. Do you know that? Very few people read the Bible today. We're living in probably what I would consider one of the most biblically untrained societies we've ever lived in. I actually did a little bit of research this week, and I found one stat this week that said, from a two, this is from a 2005 poll that found despite the average sales of more than $1 billion of Bibles annually, $1 billion every year spent on Bibles, only about 20% of Americans actually read the Bible daily. Let that sink in. $1 billion is spent on the Bible every year, and only 20% actually read the Bible. And so it makes the Bible the most owned but least read book in history. And that's sad. That is really sad. And, and I think the reason why uh, many people buy them and then don't read them uh, is because just like many other spiritual disciplines, we've been talking a lot about spiritual disciplines in this series that we're in. Just like spiritual disciplines, sometimes spiritual disciplines can be hard to do, okay? The two most hard spiritual disciplines to do is the one we talked about last week, which was tithing, right? Giving away money because it's not easy to give away money. But you know what I found over the last 10 years as I've done ministry in the church? You know what the second one is? reading the Bible. And the reason why I think it is the second one that's the hardest is because I know sometimes the Bible can be confusing. I know it can be confusing. I'm not going to stand up here today and say, oh, Matt knows everything about the Bible. You, you might have a question for me about the Bible that I would tell you, I don't really know the answer to that. But here's what I want to kind of press into us today is, folks, this, is, this book is, is the love letter, the voice of God in our lives, and we need to press in no matter what. We need to just try to understand what we can understand in the Bible. No, what are, no matter what age you are, so kids, that includes you, right? If you're five or you're 10 years old in here today, I, would love, I want to press you to push into the Bible. Read it. Make it a regular part of your life. Get trained in the things of God and see what God will do. See how he will transform your life and how he will pull you close to the amazing Jesus Christ because he will do that. So I want you to hold that thought. We are in a series here. We've got a couple more weeks in the series called Beautiful Things, Ways to Get Up Close with Jesus. And what we're doing in this series is we're talking about these spiritual disciplines, right? Things that we can do, beautiful things that we can do to get close to Jesus because really getting close to Jesus is super important. 
Okay, and today we're going to talk about this beautiful thing. I think it's a phenomenally beautiful thing that is the Bible. It is an important thing to read in our lives, and it sets the stage for really some really awesome stuff, which is what we're going to get into today. Okay, so um, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, normally I would this time read the scripture to you that we're going to dive into today, but I'm actually going to have you read the scripture today. Um, it's the family service, so you might be here with your kids. Uh, maybe you just came with a couple of family members here by yourself. You might just buddy up with a couple of people next to you. Um, but uh, I'm going to put this verse on the screen that we're going to, and I want you to look it up, and I want you to read it out loud in groups of threes and fours. Okay, go ahead and put that scripture up for me if you would. All right, uh, the scripture is... Uh, there it is. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. So uh, there are Bibles under many of your chairs. Grab one of those Bibles. Use your smartphone, whatever you, buddy up with two, three, or four other people right next to you and, uh, and then just read it out loud. All right. And uh, first service was pretty cool to be able to read and hear all that reading going on and those kind of things. So uh, whenever you want to start, you can start reading it out loud and then we'll move on. So go ahead, go. Okay, you can keep reading if you still have a couple of sentences there. But the title of our, so our title of our message, looking at that verse, is this, it's the Bible more than a book. And we're going to talk about that today, that it's more than a book. Um, and so we're going to talk about uh, really by, by engaging in it, reading it, uh, how it sets the stage for certain things in our lives, okay? Um, and it'll get us close to Jesus, which I think is important. So before I give you a couple things to think about right now, I want to pause and pray. So if you would pray with me. So God, uh, we're grateful. We're grateful for the book that you've left us, the scriptures, the Bible. Um, and we, we're grateful that it's more than just a book. And God, we pray that as we uh, pick apart this text today, as we talk more about um, your word, your scripture, God, I pray that you would do something supernatural among us, God, that only your Holy Spirit among us can do. Not because of my words today, but just plant something in us, God, that we didn't have when we came in. And I pray that you would change our lives and uh, we just want to honor you with our time, so we give it to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we have one point today. You can write this one point in on your handout. The uh, point is this. Bible reading sets the stage for, you can write this in, regular wins. Regular wins. And if kids, if you're in the room, you can't write, whatever, have your parent write it for you, those kind of things you can do there, or somebody sitting next to you. Okay. And so what I'm going to talk about in this point and for the rest of our time together is we're, the Bible, folks, uh, gives us consistent wins. By engaging the Bible, it gives us a consistent win in our life, and it gives us a better life. That's essentially where we're heading, okay? And so I have my question for you. Does anybody, yeah, you can go to the next picture. Does anybody know who what this picture is? Does anybody know who this is? Uh, no, but yeah. So, uh, so some of you may not know. I actually was excited about the fact that in both services, not a whole lot of people knew who this is, which is awesome. That picture is of Canada's 19-year-old Bianca Andrescu, who earlier this month uh, defeated pro tennis player and major uh, uh, winner and champion Serena Williams. 
just earlier this month. Uh, in the U.S. Open. It was a pretty big win. And as I was working on a message this week, I was reminded of this amazing young lady. Because well, I was reminded because I don't think anyone saw this coming. I don't think anybody said, thought, oh yeah, they knew this girl was in the tournament. Oh yeah, she might be, she's got an up and comer, all those kinds. But I don't think anybody saw this 19-year-old knocking off the 37-year-old champion tennis player, Serena Williams. Okay, nobody saw it coming. And, and, and so here was my thought as I was thinking about that. Um, she won the U.S. Open at 19. How many, of you, how many of you think that maybe she wants to do it again next year? Absolutely, right? Like, I don't think there's any way that she's going, nah, I'm, I'm good, nah, I'm 19, right? No, right? She has won the like, biggest thing in tennis ever at 19. She's going to want, she could potentially be the best tennis player ever in history if she keeps doing this, okay? So keep tracking with me. Folks, I don't think there's anybody here in the room that you would be like, nah, I don't want to win in life. I, don't, I think every single one of us, if you, just like if you would ask her, hey, do you want to do it again? She was like, absolutely. Every single one of us, if I would ask you like, hey, do you want to win in life? You're like, yes, I want to win in life. And here's what I want to track with, just keep tracking with me. Where I want to take us today is folks, the reality is when we read the Bible, that is what our life is potentially could be like. When, when we read the Bible, when we engage in the Bible, it could more consistently gives us a life of being a winner. And I don't know about you, but I want more of that in my life. And so we've got to engage in the scripture. So back in the text, it says in uh, 16 and 17, all scripture is God-breathed. Remember, it's God's voice to us and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And then here's what I underlined here. So that the servant of God may be, look at this, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So essentially the Bible is saying that, that scripture is saying that the Bible, reading the Bible, engaging in scripture, the key, right, is it, it, to, to, it could be our key to our life. It, it could get us good work. But, but then not, not just a little bit of good work, but it says for, say it with me, every good work. And if you can then combine that with verses from Joshua 1.8, we already looked at the first half of this today already. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you'll be more careful to do everything written in it. And then, I don't, then you will, look at this, be prosperous and successful. What? It's not... It's not saying, well, then maybe you might possibly with a slight shred of percentage might have prosper and success in your life. No, it's saying you will. It is a promise. And I'm going to warn you already, I'm going to yell a little bit today because I'm passionate about the Bible and I don't think we're reading it enough. Amen? Amen. So I'm just going to warn you now, okay? Folks, see that, that, that life, prosperous, successful. Sign me up. I want that in my life. And as your pastor, I want that in your life. And so I was thinking about this phrase, equipped for every good work. And so I started to think through um, this, going back to the Bianca, the 19-year-old tennis player. I started to think, do you, know, do you know how Bianca won? Do you know how she won? Practice. Absolutely. Practice. I looked it up. A, tennis play, a pro tennis player, do you know how many hours a day that they practice? A pro tennis player practices between four and six hours daily, every day, four to six hours. So she is practicing four to six hours every single day. And folks, if we can transfer that to us and what we're talking about today, if folks, if we would even spend a shred of that time every day in the Bible, we would win. We would win in our lives. 
We've got to spend time like she did in the Bible. And so keep tracking with me, okay? Again, equipped for every good work. And so I started to think about equipped. And so I was thinking about, you know, that there's some sports that need like pads, you know, like, you know, like sometimes you have to wear pads in sports. So I was thinking it's football season, so right? Like football, right? Um, and so I was thinking my son really wanted to play football, but you know, my son, he's a little scrawny. And so he wouldn't make it in football, but like that guy looks way better than he does. But I was thinking about football. I was also thinking about like BMX, right? Like these BMX bikers, right? That picture's kind of cute of that kid trying to be, uh, right? So I was thinking about that. And then of course I was thinking about figure skating, you know, I'm kidding. No, they don't need pads and figure skating, right? Although hitting the ice would be really kind of a hard thing, right? But I started to think about uh, this idea of being equipped in these pads and all that kind of stuff. And then so I thought, all right, I need a volunteer. So I need a volunteer. Who Kid wants to come up today. Yeah, come on up. All right. So uh, I can't remember which twin you are. Paul, thank you. I was, and I feel bad because I'm a twin. Those kind of, all right, everybody give Paul a big round of applause. All right, Paul, stay right here. Stay right here. All right. And then all you got to do is like, look, up, look at them, okay, and then go like this. Eat. Okay, good, awesome. Okay. Okay. So, all right, so here's what I did. I borrowed some equipment from lacrosse equipment from somebody. And so we're going to dress Paul up in this today. You're going vi- to be a visual for us today, okay? All right. This is not a hockey suit or any suit. Uh, this is for lacrosse, right? Have you ever played lacrosse? you know oh, anything yeah. about lacrosse? I have lacrosse. Okay. All right, you are looking good. All right, and these right here, you can put that on. Oh, man, that looks like Iron Man. Okay, there you go, perfect. All right, now we're going to put this on your head. Oh, man, okay, okay, perfect. Okay, now, here's, grab the stick. All right, now, well, don't hit me with it. Okay, all right. Okay, stay right there. Okay, now stand right there, and then look at those guys and smile. Okay, perfect. Okay. All you got to do is just stand there. Got it? Okay. Seriously, don't whack me with it, okay? All right. All right, so here was my thought, okay? We have these sports, these things that sometimes right, require equipment. How many of you know that if it is way better to have the pads on in a game if everybody else has pads on? If you will go through a game without pads on, you would be sorry, right? I mean, can, can you imagine? Can you put that football picture back up there one more time, Sarah? So like, the, like football, like can you imagine, like it's football season, if, if you, everybody else on the field has these pads on, okay? Everybody has these pads on, and you don't have pads on, and you go into full contact. How many of you know that's going to hurt? Right? And so right now, like, right, so since Paul's here, right, like he's wearing this stuff so that if I bunk him on the head, that didn't hurt too much, right? All right, good, good. Right? He's protected. He's protected by the equipment. Here's what I'll, correlation I want to make, folks. The Bible works just like this. If we do not read the Bible, we are going through life like the person who walks on a field. When everybody else is in full contact gear, we're walking through our life without pads. And what, you're so fun. All right. But what's happening is when we read the Bible, okay, the Bible gives us our pads. Now, it doesn't mean that, that we're not going to get, you know, kind of smacked around a little bit in life because the, the Bible is very clear, right, that, that the life is going to be challenging, right? But I will tell you, like, if you've ever, let me, let me have this. I, I won't hit you with it, I promise. Okay. All right. If you've ever played lacrosse, okay, if you've ever seen lacrosse, they beat the tar out of each other with these sticks. They do. I mean, they whack each other hard with this stuff. And I had somebody after first service say, yeah, and the girls don't even wear pads. The guys are kind of like, guys are weak, right? I don't know about that, but all right. And so really like it would, it would hurt a whole lot. If I'm, I'm not going to hit you with it, but if I, if I hit, the, hit him with this, right. And he's got the helmet on, it's going to hurt a whole lot. <laughs> it's going to hurt a whole lot less than if he didn't have the helmet on and I whack him with it. Right. 
And so folks, the same is true with us. We have to read the Bible if we want the benefits of protection. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It is important to read the Bible, okay? Now, you probably just want to keep that stuff on, I know, but I'm going to have you take it off, okay? All right, everybody give Paul a big round of applause. Thanks, buddy. Let me set it all right here. All right, and then I'm going to have you fill, fill, your, uh, uh, fill in the blank in, okay? You can go take a seat, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Um, all right, here's the fill in the blank. Substantial protection results from frequently indulging Scripture. Substantial protection results from frequently indulging the scripture. Folks, we shouldn't go through our life, get on the field without reading the Bible. It's just the way it is. And then not only just reading it, but actually doing what it says. And I would be amiss if I didn't mention this today, okay? Uh, James 1.22 says, but, he, but be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks in his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have read or that what they have heard, but doing it, then they will be blessed in what they do. And so we can't just read it. We've got to do what it says. We've got to do the things that it says to do, avoid the things that it says to avoid in our lives live our lives for Jesus. Because it's otherwise like forgetting what we look like. So folks, I don't need to look in a mirror right now to know what this beautiful face looks like because it looks awesome. You know, there's a Bible verse that says that that he has made us fearfully and wonderfully made. Every morning I look at God and go, gosh, you're so good. I'm so wonderfully made. No, I'm just kidding. But I don't need to look at my face because I know what I look like because I've looked at my face in a mirror millions of times, right? And the reality is, folks, if, if we spend millions of times in the Bible, we won't forget what we look like. But we got to spend the millions of times to know what we look like. Amen? So you can write this down. Remember what's biblically read to remember what we're designed to resemble. Remember what's biblically read to remember what we're designed to resemble. We are, we are meant to resemble the God, the creator of the universe. We can't forget what we look like. Now, I want to be very clear today that I've not always been a Bible reader. Because I'm not trying to beat you up today in the midst of this, but I'm just telling you the reality of where we're living in our culture. I wasn't always a Bible reader. I became a follower of Jesus when I was in high school. And then I went off to a Christian college, and a buddy of mine at college said, Matt, you really should be reading your Bible. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't really know. And so I started reading my Bible, because I just thought, okay, you just go to church, right? But no, you got to read your Bible. you got to feed yourself something, right? If this is the only thing spiritually you're going to do all week, folks, you're going to be hungry. Okay, so you got to feed yourself. So I, I began to do that, and, and it was one of those things where I would do it for a little while, and then I wouldn't do really well, and then I would do it for a little. It was like that whole lather, rinse, repeat thing, right? And I was just doing over and over and over all that kind of stuff. But then I began to have a hunger for the Bible, and I would, I'm not going to stand up here and lie to you today. I don't. I know there are days I miss in the Bible, okay? But I will tell you this: I started to get a hunger for the Bible, and, and now I want more of it. And, and I'm even now at the point where I'm trying to pass on that hunger to my children. To the point where my, when my daughter, who was sitting in first service this morning, when she gets ready to get on the bus in the morning, you know what she's watching me do? She's watching me read my Bible. And she's already read her Bible before uh, that, that I do when I come down. And so, folks, uh, parents in the room, I just want to uh, just press on you, man, get a hunger for the Bible so hopefully your kids will get a hunger for the Bible. It's been a cool journey of my time with the Bible, but here's what I do know is I really wish I would have caught it way earlier. Way earlier. And so if you're five years old in the room, if kids, if you're in the room, you're five, you're eight, you're 10 years old, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, get a hunger for the Bible, kids. 
Because there's been some really amazing stuff that God has done in my life once I've got a hunger for the Bible and I want you to catch it way earlier than I caught it. And I know, folks, the Bible can be confusing, okay? I know it can be confusing, but um, here's what I, uh, just press in. Just press in. And here's what I would ask you to do. Press in, um, if, you, if you're kind of confused by the Bible, you can do this, okay? Um, you may be going, gosh, Matt, I tried to read the Bible and then I began in Genesis. Don't begin in Genesis, okay? Here's what I, find the Gospel of John. Read the Gospel of John. It's about Jesus. And you can read all about Jesus. You can read the book of Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs in the book of Proverbs. You can read one proverb every single day. And the Proverbs are what I would call the tweetable verses of the Bible, right? They're these awesome one-liners and uh, they can do some really great things to your soul, okay? Uh, there's also some really great uh, Bible reading plans on the YouVersion Bible app. They even got one that you can read the whole Bible in a year, things like that. So go on there, find those things, read the Bible, okay? All of that said, just read, Read the word of God and see what it will do in your life because I guarantee you, you will find things that you've never found in your life. The Bible is an important book. It's the living, breathing word of God. And so I, I want to leave you with this. I put it on your handout. I'll put it up on the screen too. I wanted to give you some Right Now Media resources. If you don't know, we actually uh, have something, buy something in subscription called Right Now Media. It's kind of the Christian Netflix. And uh, there's these resources in, on there that are called Bible Basics, How to Read the Bible by Michael DeFazio, How to Read the Bible by Tim Mackey. And then this last one is really cool. It's called Read Scripture Series. There's a, uh, something called The Bible Project. And they have made a five-minute video of every book of the Bible where they explain it, what it's about, what it's going into. And we started doing it with our kids. It is phenomenal. It's not just for kids. It's for adults. I would highly recommend getting it. If you're confused by the Bible, use these resources, okay, and dig into the Scripture. And if you need access to Right Now Media, out at the Welcome Center, uh, there are cards. All we need is your name and an email, and I can send you an invite for Right Now Media. Uh, probably we'll even do it this afternoon uh, before the end of the day, okay? Um, so that's it. That's the, first, that's the point today. Bible reading sets the stage for regular wins. I hope as I've shared that today, um, that you get stirred to press in and press in more than you are. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.com. 